0: Well, welcome to Low Country Football Focus. This is episode four. Stephen, these uh, episodes are kind of going by pretty fast. Yes, yeah, just we're, seems four like we're games into to the thing. season, four weeks into the season. Week three is in the books. A lot of surprises, a lot of really exciting games. Uh, just want to real quick, we forgot to do this last week. You can catch us on Twitter. We have email. You can email us at lowcountryfootballfocus at gmail.com. Send us some, uh, some ideas. If you've got a team you want us to cover more, more in depth, let us know. Um, you can also you can find us on Spotify and Apple. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. So any anytime you can do that for it, it helps the podcast, and we appreciate it. My name's Tim Atkins. I cover high school football for WTUA. We cover Berkeley Stags football, but we see a lot of great teams all year long. Uh, my co-host, Stephen Moody, he is a stat guy extraordinaire. He also – he ain't really tied down to a team, so he goes to different games, uh, kind of game of the weeks. and uh, So he gets to see a lot of teams too. So, Stephen uh, – a lot of good football this past week. No doubt about it.
1: I, I, you know, took a ride out to Timberland. My daughter wanted to go out there and hang out with some of her friends, so I went out there and took some good notes and watched a a pretty interesting football game.
0: Pretty inter- interesting if you're a phillips Simmons fan. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's cover the <laughs> let's cover the five A teams real quick, and and I think you got to lead off with when when you're the number one team in the state, you should get that respect. You get to be led off with, and that's Somerville, the green wave. They have another dominating effort this week. They spank Wando, 62 to 12. Two straight weeks now, Somerville scored 62 points. They beat them 62 to 12. They run their record to three and 0. I mean, it's all the usual suspects for Somerville. Jaden Cummings, 12 of 14, 255 yards, two touchdowns all in the first half. Yannick Smith, 211 all-purpose yards, 149 receiving yards. Trey Green, the big running back for Somerville, he, he ha- doesn't really get the press that Jaden Cummings and Yannick Smith does, but he, he, is, a, he is a horse, man. This, this kid can play ball. He is a baller. Four rushing touchdowns for Trey Green all in the first half. Uh, just a dominating effort by Somerville, but – Looking ahead, Stephen, real quick, Wanda will be at West Ashley next week. Mm-hmm. Sumter comes to Somerville. I think probably beside Carolina Forest, who is kind of surprising uh, to what they, the fight they gave Somerville in week one, Sumter's going to be the biggest test that Somerville's seen so far. Sumter Gamecocks, Somerville Green Wave. It's a traditional rival. They play every year. Uh, it's going to be a, a really fun game a great atmosphere and it is our low country football focus game of the week. So we will talk about that next week, but Somerville goes to three and O. They will keep that number one ranking and they take care of Wando 62 to 12. I told you Wando is at West Ashley next week. Let's talk about West Ashley. That's the game I was at. That's the game I covered. Uh, West- I
1: heard, I heard you had a little bit of excitement there. that Oh night.
0: Man, what a game. I have never been a part of a game like that and seeing a game like that in person. I mean, it was, West Ashley looked good. They they are a big physical team. They've got two really good looking running backs, two big kids that, that run the ball. They've got a quarterback that, I mean, he just runs that offense perfectly. He's a little smaller than the running backs. He's able to duck him behind that big offensive line. He's hard to find back there. I mean, West Ashley was rolling. It was fourth quarter. West Ashley. I mean, you know, half the people at Berkeley who had almost a capacity crowd had already started leaving and and were gone. 31-14. About six minutes left, I guess, something like that. So Berkeley gets a ball and freshman quarterback Henry Rivers gets hot, throws a touchdown pass. It's 31-21. Berkeley kicks an onside kick, recovers it. They get the ball. They go down a score in no time. It's 31-28. Now that It's getting a little interesting now, right? The crowd's really getting into it. But you can almost sense a little bit of panic in West Ashley at that point. If you remember, week before last, they played Kane Bay, led Kane Bay 14-0, let Kane Bay come back in the fourth quarter in that game and beat them 19-14. So anyway, let's get back to Berkeley-West Ashley. It's 31-28 at that point. Berkeley kicks another onside kick and recovers again. I've I've never seen that. Two straight onside kick recoveries. But now, I mean, it's it's like everybody in the stands are going crazy. Berkeley goes down in no time. Scores. Takes a lead. 34-31. I mean, that that place was going crazy. So Berkeley, at at this point, kind of gives a pooch kick. West Ashley fumbles. (laughs) Berkeley recovers. Now, at this point, they're running the ball a little more, but they are still throwing. Scores again. Goes up 40-31. to Now, West Ashley, Coach Donnie Kiefer had to burn two timeouts early in the third quarter. So, at this point, he's out of timeouts. And they're not that kind of team. They're a running team. They're not a passing team. So, Berkeley kicks off again, a pooch kick. West Ashley fumbles it again. Berkeley recovers, and at this point, all they have to do is run out the clock because West Ashley cannot stop the clock with no timeouts. It was an unbelievable – 26 points by Berkeley within six minutes of the – last six minutes of the fourth quarter. It, it was unbelievable. I mean, we were going crazy up in the stands. I don't even know what I said on the radio. I, was, <laughs> I felt like I was speaking in tongues or something. But, I mean, it was unbelievable. What a game. Henry Rivers, a freshman – I mean, the 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 momentum is going to start building. The hype is going to start building on this kid. He is killing it right now. He threw for another 321 yards, five touchdowns. Four of those touchdowns went to Kevin Boone and Caden Bash. I mean, these two wide receivers are not big kids, but, boy, they're so fast, and they can burn a defense in no time. Fifteen receptions between them and 240 yards. Boone had four touchdowns itself. I mean, it's just an unbelievable game. I've been telling you all year, Berkeley's a young team. They're a year or two away. They're 3-1 and one right now. Now, when I looked at the non-region schedule for Berkeley, I said, you know, if we can come out of this 2-3, and three, I think we'll be okay. If we can come out at 1-4, and four, it's not a total loss. But 2-3, and three, that's kind of what I'd hoped. Right now, the 3-1, and one, they go to Fort Dorchester next week. No, on paper, I know it's Fort Dorchester. Fort Dorchester is very tough. They're very deep. They got athletes. They're always well coached. But at this point, I, these kids do not quit. And, and I told you this last week when they played Somerville. They got beat 62-27. to 27. But every time Somerville would score, they went out and played, I mean, as hard as they could. The coaches were coaching like they, hey, we're trying to come back, we're trying to win, and that's how they played, and that's how they coach. They were just overmatched against Somerville, and, and really, just a little magic with against West Ashley. But man, don't sleep on the Berkeley Stags right now. We we said they're a year or two away. I don't know. I, I think Region 6-5A could be up for grabs because nobody is really looking dominating beside Berkeley and Kane Bay, who meet the last week of the season. So congratulations to Coach Eric Lodge and the young Berkeley Stags. What a win. What a come from behind win. Man, the people that went home at the beginning of the fourth quarter, because it was getting late. It was probably 10, to 15. You got young kids. Man, I know they're kicking themselves because they missed the greatest high school football comeback I have ever seen. And I'll tell you,
1: you, you told me about it. Of course, I wasn't there, so I didn't get to see it. But I mean, it seemed
0: like It'd be crazy. And it was. Said, I mean, the the fans that were there were. I mean, of course, everybody's excited. Nobody's seen anything like that. It, it was just unbelievable. Berkeley beats West Ashley, forty to thirty one. They are three and one. West Ashley drops to two and two. Uh, Wando, like we said, will go to West Ashley this week. So West Ashley looking to bounce back from those two just devastating losses where they had leads in the fourth quarter and lost them back to back. Uh, to Kane Bay and to Berkeley, and then Berkeley going to Fort Dorchester this week. Uh, I, th- I think they can. I think they can put up a fight. Uh, I, I know Fort Dorches, Fort Dorchester has been the cream of the crop, but watch out for Berkeley Stags. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, Fort Dorchester is not looking as dominating
1: as they normally are. But um, for West Ashley, it looks like they might have a a few, you know. Warm-up games before they end up going into the meat of their schedule. You know their their next three opponents are Wando, Timberland, and Stahl. Yeah, they, they should they should get a little momentum with those. Get a little momentum going, <laughs> and, and then go
0: into Ashley Ridge and try to try a, to do a something surprise a in Ashley Ridge too. Let's move on. Uh, let me quit talking about Berkeley, but man, what an exciting <laughs> game that was to, to be a part of. Uh, Stratford went up the road to Dutch Fork to a winless Dutch Fork. Team this week trying to maybe squeak out a win over the defending 5A state champs, <clears throat> Dutch Fork having none of it. It was all Silver Foxes, 54 to seven over Stratford. Dutch Fork gets their first win of the season. They are one and two. Stratford falls to one and three. Uh, excuse me, zero and three. Dutch Fork returned two punts and a kickoff for touchdowns. I mean, special teams were just outstanding for Coach Tom Nuts. Uh, Bryce Nuttall for Dutch Fork, 10 tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack. Ethan Offing, 8 for 11, 130 yards, one touchdown. He's a young man who was forced into action, really, when Dutch Fork's starting quarterback went down first game of the season. Looks like he's maybe starting to get a little momentum. But Stratford, 0-3, they just get taken care of pretty handily by Dutch Fork. 54-7, doesn't get a lot easier for for Stratford. They host – Carolina Forest, a very good Carolina Forest team this week. Stratford's next four games: Carolina Forest, St. James, who is two and two but are playing good football. Then Somerville, then Cane Bay. So, I mean, Stratford's got a loaded schedule there. Knights really need to start, you know, get some things bouncing their way, get a few wins once Region starts. And
1: by far, they their their schedule overall is is a very tough schedule.
0: Yeah, it really is for sure. Uh, Moving on, let's go to the Ashley Ridge game. Ashley Ridge, no problem this week. 54-13 over Colleton County. Ashley Ridge is 3-0. Colleton County falls to 0-3. Trevor Kalis, 300-plus passing yards, four touchdowns passing and a rushing touchdown. Derek Sally, the big-time wide receiver, he had a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Linebacker Dylan Polanski. Pick six, and recovered a fumble. Sounds like he ought to go to Penn State, right? Sounds like a Penn State linebacker. Polanski, yeah.
1: No doubt about it. He's a... Sounds like a a kid from up
0: north. Ashley Ridge will go to St. James this week. So, a a little tougher schedule there for Ashley Ridge. Let's see what they do against the St. James Sharks. I'll tell you what. Let's stay in 5A. Let's talk about the Stall Warriors, Stephen. We... Uh, yeah, we talked about this the other day. Stahl facing North Charleston. Stahl evens their record at two and two. More the most wins they've had at Stahl in four years. They beat North Charleston twenty to four. And I'm assuming that's two. Count them two safeties. I, I think that's the only way. it Yeah, it's got to be two safeties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like a baseball score. I know, right. But uh, Stahl Warriors, hey, congratulations to Coach Laleson. He's got them at two and two now. The schedule's starting, going to start getting a little tougher for the Warriors. But hey, maybe you know, let's see if they can get things together. You you pull for an underdog and stall definitely a dog. And let's see if they can maybe get an upset this week. They face the Beckham Bengals. That's going to be a tough one. Lucy Beckham playing. Really good football right now. North Charleston going to go to Burke. Now that's going to be a tough game right there. Two teams looking for a win. North Charleston 2-2. Two and two. If they can beat Burke, you know, they could be back on the winning side at 3-2. and two. So uh, big Burke. win for Stahl. Congratulations to the Warriors. They don't win there a lot, and you can't help but pull for them when they do. All right. And, of course, Kane Bay was off this week. Yeah, Kane Bay was idle. They will face James Island this week. Now, that's going to be a huge game. Fort Dorchester was also idle. Fort Dorchester is one and one. And like I said earlier, they host Berkeley. Now, Stephen, uh, James Island, speaking of James Island, they had a big win this week.
1: Yeah, James Island, um, they, they went away or went over to Bishop England over there on Daniel Island and came out with a 49 to nothing victory. You know, Bishop England seems to be, you know, a little still a little down from that horrible incident. But we'll uh, – they went they, – uh, James Island went up 149 to nothing. Braxton Scott had 240 yards passing and four passing TDs. Mm. And a certain one person accounted for half of those yards and two of those TDs, and that would be Wooshy Ravenel.
0: Man, whooshy. that's that kid is playing good ball. I'd really love to go see James Allen play this year. Now, unfortunately, like I said, I cover Berkeley on radio, and I'm, we don't have James Allen on the schedule. But uh, that that seems like a fun fun team to watch right now. I mean, that James Allen defense, they gave up seven points to Stratford the first game of the season. And have Haven't been them. scored on yet since. Right. And, I mean, a big
1: part of that defense is guys like Montre Am- Scott. Who you know he had a big night as well where he caught two TD passes from Braxton Scott and then um, also caught two interceptions, one of which he returned for a touchdown. So you know three three touchdown receptions, one on the um, defensive side of the
0: ball. Big time teams have big time players, and Wushy Ravenel, Braxton Scott, and Amontre Scott. That's I mean what that's big time right there. Uh, James yes, Allen sir. is rolling. They are four and and0 on the season, and they. They are looking really good, but they they're kind of like on a collision course. It seems like right with Lucy, uh, another team in Mount Pleasant. They've got uh Lucy Beckham right there in their conference,
1: and they're they're both undefeated at this time. Um, Lucy Beckham, they uh they went over to to Hanahan, and uh, kind of got a a Hanahan team is kind of reeling a little bit, but or yeah reeling a little bit, but they ended up uh, handing Hanahan a pretty uh, decisive loss in 35 to 14. Uh, Chalmers Ballard had 217 passing yards and two touchdowns for for uh, Lucy Beckham. And Steven Seagars had 120 yards rushing. Little note on this also is that Kevon Rivera of Hanahan, he was a little uh, under the weather and uh, did not play much in the game, only had a few touches. so. You know he's I think he was the leading rusher in the low country up to this up to yeah, this game. I think
0: so yeah big win for Beckham biggles at uh, halftime Hanahan led this game at halftime 14, 14 to, to 13 or, yeah 14 to 13 I'm sorry but uh so Lucy Beckham hosts stall this week uh trying to take their record to 4 uh Hanahan will host the Timberland wolves uh Timberland have been a little down on their luck so Hanahan will try to even their record at two and two as they host Timberland. Uh, speaking of Timberland, Stephen, I think, did you say that's the game you went to this week?
1: Yeah, I did. I did uh, like I said, I had to keep an eye on the game and then keep an eye on some little girls as they were <laughs> you know, trying to sneak off here and there to go talk to friends. But uh, I ended up getting there a little bit late, about probably five minutes after the kickoff. So I, I really don't know what all happened before I got there but it was zero to zero when I got there and um, you know at, at first it looked like it was going to be a very tight game but Lucy Beckham obviously had the depth. Timberland you know as usual doesn't have a lot of players so they were you know running both both sides as well as the guys you know the guys from uh, Philip Simmons but it was tight first quarter it was nine to seven. You know, and it just kind of started escalating from there. Timberland just kind of kept shooting themselves in the foot. They had a lot of, lot of turnovers, a lot of fumbles, a um, lot of penalties that pushed them back. But at the end of the day, um, Philip Simmons come out with a 37 to 13 win, and uh, I had put down oh um, 37 to 13. And Phillip Simmons, their, their uh, number one running back, Sherrod Williams, had 195 yards rushing with two TDs. K.J. Asbury added another 144 rushing yards and a TD. And then Tavian Orlano, I hope I said that right, Orlano had two TD passes.
0: Um, you know, it doesn't really get any easier for Timberland uh, the next couple of weeks. They will go two hand-to-hand, and then they play West Ashley. So, uh, mm-hmm. Timberland 0 and 4. That that is just so uncharacteristic of Timberland Wolves. You always think of Timberland as a powerhouse, two a team down here to the Low Country, but the last couple of years, they have really struggled. They have, and
1: like you said, Hanahan, West West Ashley, and they get a little breather in their in their conference until they meet up with Ocean City Collegiate. But they surely could go into their conference 0
0: and 6. Yeah, for sure. Philip Simmons 4 and 0. Uh, they will travel to Aner this week, so congratulations to the Iron Horses. Uh, they got a really good team. Coach Bending's got a good team up there, and uh, look for them to make some noise in 3A as we get closer and closer to region schedules. You mentioned Oce- Oceanside; very impressive win this week by Oceanside. Uh, they go to Marlborough County. No, actually, I think Marlborough County came here and they played at the Citadel. Right, it was home. Yeah, Marlborough Kent. I don't know if you know anything about Marlboro County. They are, I mean, they are used to be right there with Dillon, Hartsville. I mean, they are strong. I mean, really strong. And Oceanside has no problem with the Bulldogs. 34 to nothing over Marlboro County. Edward Riedenbach, 183 yards passing and a touchdown. Trey Brown had 92 rushing yards. Marlboro County held to less than 100 yards of offense. Just unbelievable. So Oceanside are is three and one on the season. They have a bye this week, and then they will travel to Sumter the following week. So that's going to be a big time game there too. So congratulations right. to the Sharks. Uh, real quick again, Woodland uh, looking at down to two a real quick. Woodland takes their record to two and zero. They beat Saint John's forty two to twelve. Big win for the Wolverines. They will host uh, Bishop England. This week, Saint John's 0 4. They go to Scotts Branch, trying to get a win at Scotts Branch. Scotts Branch having a a heck of a time getting going this week, and uh, I think they just lost to another local team, the Cross Trojans.
1: Yeah, I, I saw the score, and I mean, this is like a like we've talked about before. This is not the Scotts Branch we all remember. Yeah, you know, Scotts Branch. You know, you would think that they would come in and be a little tougher competition, but. Um, you know, Cross Trojans they go in there and spank them, fifty-four to six, um, to bring their record to three and one, and only lost really to Calhoun County, who is you know four and zero, oh and and dominating into one A division. So they they could be on a collision course to get
0: back to Calhoun County really in could. the playoffs. Yeah. wouldn't that be a heck of a rematch, Sarah? Yes, Cross three and one on the season. Scotts Branch falls to zero and three. With the six points they scored against Cross, that's our only touchdown Scott's branch has scored this season. Wow. It's unbelievable. Uh, kid Tyler Mungan, the quarterback for Cross, he had a big time game. Uh, 143 passing yards. He rushed for 54 yards, accounted for four touchdowns. I mean, just big time for Mr. Mungan. And Makai Green, 178 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Uh, Cross will host the 0 4 Lake Marion Gators. This week, uh, looking back at another 5A team, let's jump back up to the Goose Creek Gators, another team that's a little surprising. Stephen, they go to 0 and 3 on the season with a tough loss to Buford, 32 to 25. Yeah, that
1: evens Buford back up. You know, they they now have their record evened up
0: at 2 and 2 after an 0 and 2 start. Yeah. Um, the defending 3A state champs. So, yeah, big. They, they, they played some good ball the last two weeks, trying to get it together up there.
1: Yeah, they've got two little tough tests in the non-region before they get into their region with May River and Bluffton.
0: Yeah, this was a 25-25 tie going into the fourth quarter, but Buford's able to pull away. Samuel Bonds had a 43-yard touchdown run to get the winning score for the Buford Eagles. Goose Creek falls to 0-3. And they will travel to a pretty good Blythewood team up in the midstate uh, this week, the Blythewood Bengals. So not going to get any easier for Goose Creek. Buford will host uh, May River. So Buford, after an 0-2 start, they are now 2-2 on the season. So a big win for Buford over Goose Creek. Uh, Academic Magnet had a buy this week. They will... They are home against Palmetto Christian this coming week, so they are one and one on the season. Uh, I believe Military Magnet was also off this yeah, week. Yeah, they were off. Calhoun County defeated Burke 49 to nothing. Like we said, Burke fell into 0 and 4. Burke will travel to 2 and 0 Whale Branch. I uh, think in two weeks, uh, the Baptist Hill Whale Branch game was canceled. Uh, Baptist Seals' next game will be Allendale-Fairfax at home. Uh, looking at some skis games real quick, Porter Gow defeats Heathwood Hall 56-7 to go to 4-0. Porter Gowd facing their former coach, Rick Reitz. They had a little extra, you yeah. know, want to get in there and prove something to their ex-coach at Heathwood Hall, and they just really take care of business. J.J. Flood, 11 carries, 204 yards, 3 Touchdown! so a big win for Portagoud cyclones 4-0 in the season and they will travel to a very good ben lippen team this week staying in skis ranks pinewood uh, congratulations coach Devonte hollum he gets his first win as coach at pinewood they defeat first Baptist 77 to 27 to take their record to one and three will watson had 101 yards rushing and three touchdowns pinewood travels to john paul the second this week, is that in Rome? I was gonna say, are they going to see the Pope? (laughs) First Baptist will go to Hilton Head Prep. Uh, And another team in Skeezer real quick, Uh, St. John's Christian had a tough loss this week. They lose to Thomas Hayward 27 to 20 to even their record at two and two. They were home this week. Against Lee Academy, steven I think that's all the high school games we had to talk about. Did you watch any college football this week?
1: You no, know, I watched a couple of games. Uh, um, I went to one of my local watering holes and, uh, you know, enjoyed
0: watching college football pretty much all day. That's pretty much what I did all day too. Actually, I think oh, you were, you're here at this watering hole. <laughs> that's
1: right, this watering hole.
0: <laughs> Uh, The Colorado game, uh, again, uh, I'm just kind of like the rest of the nation. I'm enamored with the Buffaloes. You love seeing a team that struggle like that. Uh, Coach Prime goes there, and he's really got his kids playing good ball. Now, I think – I can't remember who they play this week, but then they got Southern Cal and Oregon. So, we'll really see what they're made up. They've got Uh, a very
1: tough schedule upcoming. And another thing about that game, though, Saturday is, is Nebraska, you know, struggling to score some points. I mean, not that it could be anything to do with that offensive coordinator they got from the South Carolina Gamecocks, <laughs> but it is nice to see,
0: you know, that. See, we I don't the think I don't think South Carolina gave Satterfield enough time. I think he should have stayed.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you. And <laughs> hey, should we have kept along Muschamp? with Muschamp?
0: Y'all should have kept Muschamp for a couple more years. <laughs> Speaking of uh, my Clemson Tigers, big win for Clemson. Put a little scare in us in the first half. Charleston Southern came to play. But yeah. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do in the second half. They put them away. They hold Charleston Southern to I think four first downs on the on the on the game, uh, under a hundred yards total offense. I think uh, it was it was the kind of game that Cade Klubnick needed. His numbers were pretty decent. They've got another warm up game this week with Florida Atlantic, now a little better team than Charleston Southern, but it is a a night game, mm-hmm. under the lights at Death Valley. I, I think another chance to maybe sharpen that sword a little more, you know, get some some good reps in because the week after that, boy, it's going to be Florida State. That's going to be a heck of a game. It just came out today that uh, that game time is going to be at 12. I'm a little surprised by that. I thought that'd be a primetime game and possibly even a college game day. But yeah, 12 o'clock game time, Florida State and Clemson.
1: That doesn't make any sense,
0: really. But I guess the TV uh, they they pay all that money to have the TV rights. So they get to tell you what time you're playing but exactly I just found
1: out today that that one game I'm going to this year is going to be a night game so I'll be under the lights at William but Price it seems again. like yeah
0: I heard uh Bobby Harton say this today on his on his on his uh, radio show I always listen to Bobby on the way home uh they have played a lot of night games in Columbia since Beamer's been there especially the big games. I don't know. I, I guess SEC network really likes them at night because it's, it's a great crowd there. Well, I think another thing is, is all the,
1: you know, and I'm not saying this is the reason, but they have put a lot of money into the, the fan experience and, and, you know, all those LED uh, special lights, you know, every time they score a touchdown, they, you know, basically turn all the lights out and then it comes back up all red. So it's, it's, it's a pretty neat thing. I guess it's if
0: you like that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so what did you take away from the uh, big win against Furman?
1: Quarterback play was tremendous. Um, Spencer Rattler, 25 of 27, another 350 yards. He's he's a
0: third in the nation right now in yards per game. Um I, I I think he deserves if, if if he stays on the pace he's on, I think he deserves Heisman talking a couple of weeks if he can keep it up. But I mean can anybody beat Caleb Williams for the Heisman? I mean, Williams' gonna have to beat himself. He well, you're right about that, but another
1: thing Spencer Rattler's gonna do is he's gonna have to do something next week when we Oh go down yeah, that gets that get
0: everybody's attention, yeah. I'd so, I'd love you know what? I would love to, I don't know if I could live with you Carolina fans, <laughs> but I'd love to see them beat Georgia and everybody shut up about Georgia. Well you know I'm I'm not that one, so <laughs> That's
1: right. I don't I don't get I get excited but I don't get so excited that it becomes obnoxious.
0: I tell you who I uh was really impressed with the other night was uh Lenar Sellers. He came yeah. in and looked solid.
1: Four for four, 80, 87 yards, and he I mean he looked like he just flicked his wrist and threw the ball fifty yards down the field. It was yeah you know it's it's a breath of fresh air to see that that's what we got you know going forward so long as he doesn't enter the portal or anything but from what i understand he's he was a game cock all along, so Nicholas harbor got in um you know in his first game he he ended up getting a touchdown as well
0: you know when i i he was fun to watch. you ever seen how he spells his name lenoris or? no. Nicholas. Nicholas. I think it's N Y C K O W L E S. That poor kid's got to go his whole life telling people, you know, when he when you go somewhere and you have to put your name down, how do you spell that? Oh wait, let me have to spell it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he went through that in grade school.
1: It's kind of like kind of like you, you know, <laughs> Tim. Yeah, I have to spell that for everybody. Exactly.
0: Nah. But big win for the Gamecocks. Big win for the Tigers. Gets a little tougher for Carolina this week. Number one, Georgia. And uh, Clemson, Florida Atlantic. And then we host number four now, I think. Is it four or three? Florida State. I think it's number four.
1: Yes.
0: Texas-Alabama game was an interesting game. Um, I thought Texas and Quinn Ewers looked really good.
1: I'll tell you another game that surprised me was Miami handling – texas
0: a&m it's a big win for miami it's a very big, big win I, I don't think a&m was ranked was that a&m right maybe, maybe
1: 23rd or something miami's coach his name's Cristobal, right
0: mario Cristobal was only uh nick so, saban's staff i bet nobody saw that in the Cristobal. ball in the crystal ball yeah you set me up for that one <laughs> a big win for miami big win for the acc and uh yeah you you've been hearing all this Miami's back this year for years and it never materializes, but they got a good coach down there. Van Dyke, what a quarterback, man. He played a heck of a game. Uh, so a lot of good college football on. I mean, is there anything better than college football? High school football,
1: high school football, college football, pros, not so much,
0: but you know, that's why we do that. I don't know. I, I, the thing about pro football that just amazes me, and I really don't have more since I've been playing fantasy for so long. It's hard for me to pull for one team. I just really pull for storylines and players. But to to see somebody at that level, because everybody is just so incredibly good, but somebody at that level that can stand out—that just blows my mind how how great they are. at a lot of a lot of games yesterday. I I, I thought you, didn't you used to be a Cowboys fan? Yeah, I, when I did pull for, like,
1: full on, I, I mean, I still kind of pull for them, but... I mean, you
0: you weren't posting stuff on Facebook this morning, like, how about we we them boys and no, nothing I like that?
1: all that, <laughs> how about them boys, and no,
0: no nothing like that, you know, I didn't pull my Jimmy Johnson impression out, but... I grew up a Raiders fan when I was a kid, and I, I mean, I'm showing my age, because they were in Super Bowls and everything, but... Uh, they yeah, had a right. big win yesterday. Yeah, they did. It was a good win, a solid win. Garoppolo looked good. He took a heck of a hit early in that game. How'd your fantasy team do? We got to wrap this up. We've been yabbling <laughs> on, but how'd well, your fantasy team do yesterday?
1: I believe I'm destined to lose in, in our league, but in, uh, in my ESPN league, I've got a, about a 60-point lead, and he's got a few guys to go. So,
0: um, My team was absolutely terrible. Yeah, Burrow let me down yesterday. Justin Jefferson was the only bright spot on my team. And I drafted Jonathan Taylor thinking, man, by by the time they start playing, Taylor's going to have all this straight and they're gonna, he's going to be playing. No. Yeah. So all I have is, is Rashad White, the running back for Tampa Bay, who had a decent game, but his fantasy numbers weren't really incredible. And Joe Mixon, who also was kind of, eh, so, so, so. Yeah, I'll be 0-1. To start my I'll fantasy season. I'll
1: definitely be 0-1. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to 100 points. Well, that's going to do it
0: for episode four.
1: Yep. I'm, I'm going to have to start rehearsing and practicing a little bit.
0: I thought it was fun. <laughs> I stumble every now and then. Yeah. But I'm going to get there. That's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's real. We ain't practicing. We, ain't, we just come out and talk oh, about football. I thought we were editing this. No. So Low Country Football Focus, you can catch us on Twitter. Let's catch us on Spotify, Apple. Leave us a rating, a review. Doesn't have to be good. Be honest. Be brutally honest. Email us at lowcountryfootballfocus at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. We heard from uh, some King Street fans. I had the King Street score too and I forgot to bring it up. But uh, send us questions or if you go to games and you want to maybe send us some notes on your game your team's game hey do that we'd love to love to hear from you so for steven i am tim uh thanks for listening